We now take a journey into the past and a technological trendsetter, the Opel Olympia. This one was built in 1938. The Olympia was a bestseller. In 1935, the year the model was introduced, it helped Opel become the first German manufacturer to produce more than 100,000 cars a year, and that made Opel Europe's biggest automaker. The Opel Olympia, it's the car of its time. In the mid-1930s, that was Opel's ad slogan for its new mass production model, says vintage car expert Christoph Bauer. It might not look very spectacular, but under its nondescript exterior is a technological milestone. The Olympia was the first German mass production model to have a unitized body. And unibody construction is still the standard in car making today. From the early 20th century on, Opel was a hive of innovation. In 1909, its two-seater doctor's car used an efficient modular construction system. And in 1924, the four-horsepower Opel, nicknamed the Tree Frog, was the first German car to roll off an assembly line. The Olympia made its debut in 1935 at the IAA International Motor Show in Berlin. A plexiglass model showed off its truss-like car body framework. The body and the chassis comprised a single unit that was simply mounted onto a pre-assembled drivetrain that included the engine. The interior was airy, featuring as it did Opel's patented draft-free ventilation. The car was equipped with front and rear vent windows. There was plenty of space inside as well. Christoph says the Opel Olympia really holds the road and can't be beat when it comes to safety. Here, here. But then the monocoque body gives the Olympia a much lower center of gravity than its predecessor, a whole 15 centimeters lower. In combination with the independent wheel suspension at the front and Opel's patented synchronized suspension, it makes for great road handling. But to begin with, Opel drivers had to contend themselves with just 24 horsepower. Only starting in 1938 could they get a 1.5-liter four-cylinder engine with 37 horsepower. That gave the car a top speed of 112 kilometers an hour, making it fit for the Autobahn. Christoph finds the Olympia's design a little conservative. In some places, he says, you can already see the influence of General Motors, which bought Opel in 1929. But at the time, the integrated headlights were considered especially innovative. Before that, they were simply mounted here at the sides. What he finds most impractical is the trunk, which can only be loaded from the inside. Making a virtue out of necessary, Opel claimed this offered protection from dirt, inclement weather, and theft. Good marketing has always been vital to selling cars. To start off with, the Olympia was available as a two-door sedan or a convertible. In 1938, when the Olympia underwent a facelift, Opel also added a four-door sedan to the model range. But all versions featured the novel sheet metal unitized body that reduced curb weight by a good 130 kilos, compared with the car's predecessor. 
the Olympia's aerodynamic front and flatter underbody also reduced drag. The interior is very purist. The corduroy material is robust, and the more rigid passenger compartment means greater safety for those on board. Christoph says under the hood is one of the first crumple zones in automotive history. The front part of this unitized body deforms in a controlled way. There is even a predetermined braking point in this fork-shaped front profile, but there was nothing very new about the engine. It was a small four-cylinder engine with just 1.3 liters of displacement and 29 horsepower. This one here was only available from 1938. It was a high-performance model with 1.5 liters of capacity, 37 horsepower, and valves here in the cylinder head. It made the Olympia the best series production car at the 1938 German Alpine Cup, and it served as the basis for all Opel four-cylinder models through to the 1960s. Earlier Olympias had a three-speed transmission, but starting in 1937, the model was available with a modern, though somewhat notchy, four-speed gearbox. The previous year, Opel had introduced the Cadet, a less costly model based on the Olympia. Featuring a rigid axle with leaf springs and a 1.1-liter engine, it was Opel's version of the people's car. Christoph says the Opel Olympia really was the car of its time. As the first mass production car to have a monocoque body, it pointed the way towards the future. Because starting in the 1950s, unibody construction became the standard in modern automaking. So Christoph feels the Opel Olympia definitely was a milestone in automotive history. The Olympia certainly lived up to the ad slogan the company began using in the 1930s, Opel the Reliable. Production resumed after World War II, and Opel continued to produce this best-selling model until 1953.